Hello, my friends. This is going to be episode 182 of the Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. We are now in the Monday of the second week of Advent. Okay. This is uh, episode 182 of the Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is uh, the second week of Advent. We're going to do the readings from Monday. So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. And this uh, entrance antiphon is from Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 10 and it's combined with Isaiah chapter 35 verse 4. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, declare it to the distant lands. Behold, our Savior will come. You need no longer fear. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, declare it to the distant lands. Behold, our Savior will come. You need no longer fear. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 10, Isaiah 35 verse 4. May our prayers of petition rise before you, we pray, O Lord, that with purity unblemished we your servants may come as we desire to celebrate the great mystery of the incarnation of our only of your only begotten son excuse me who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the holy spirit one god forever and ever amen in the name of the father son and holy spirit amen first uh reading is from isaiah chapter 35 verse 10 <clears throat> God himself will come and save you. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The desert and parched land will exult. The steep will rejoice and bloom. They will bloom with abundant flowers and rejoice with joyful song. The glory of Lebanon will be given to them. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the hands that are feeble. Make firm the knees that are weak. Say to those whose hearts are frightened, Be strong, fear not. Here is your God. He comes with vindication, with divine recompense. He comes to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened, the ears of the deaf be cleared. Then will the lame leap like a stag, then the tongue of the mute will sing. Streams will burst forth in the desert and the rivers in the steep. The burning sands will become pools and the thirsty ground springs of water. The abode where jackals lurk will be a marsh for the reed and papyrus. A highway will be there called the holy way. No one Unclean may pass over it, nor fools go astray on it. No lion will be there, nor beast of prey go up to, the, to be met upon it. It is for those with a journey to make, and on it the redeemed will walk. Those whom the Lord has ransomed will return and enter Zion singing, crowned with everlasting joy, 
they will meet with joy and gladness. Sorrow and mourning will flee. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is quite long. Wow. Um, it's no joke that we get a lot of Isaiah during Lent, during the weekday. That's a lot of Isaiah. This is definitely talking about redemption. I know it sounds easy, but it's also this is also a post-exile uh, prophecy that they will return back. But it's more than that. It's more than just returning back home, uh, physical home, because they lost it and they could lose it again. And they never really gained back the right to rule themselves. They never the the Davidic line was never restored to his glory. They never got that. And here, I mean, this is talking about this is talking about obviously a future with God. A future where sin is taken away. Where this thing that dry that constantly destroys our world, that creeps up, will finally will finally be chased away, will finally be washed away. The desert and parched lands will exult. The steep will rejoice and bloom. They will bloom with abundant flowers and rejoice with joyful song. The glory of Lebanon will be given to them, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the hands that are feeble. Make firm the knees that are weak. Say to those whose hearts are frightened, be strong, fear not. Here is your God. Yeah, I mean, it's talking about a, a union with God, a future union with God, which could only happen through Jesus Christ. Um, he comes with vindication, with divine recompense. He comes to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf be cleared. Then will the lame leap like a stag. Then the tongue of the mute will sing. I mean, it's, you know, what else? I mean, it's talking about Jesus, the incarnate word. And it goes on because this is what it is. And then, and then it keeps talking about rivers and streams and the burning sands will become pools. The thirsty ground spring of water. The abode where jackals lurk will be a marsh for the reed and papyrus. A highway will be there called the holy way. No one unclean may pass over it. No fools go go astray on it no lion will be there nor nor beast of prey go up to be met upon it i mean <laughs> that those whom the lord has ransomed will return and and enter zion singing crowned with everlasting joy they will meet with joy and gladness sorrow and mourning will flee away this is about the coming incarnation this is about redemption on Calvary. What else can it be? And this is how we have to look into it. Once you learn to read, you understand the vocabulary. It's true, some translations are better than others, and other translations are more pathetic. I mean, you know, modernist ones are definitely are. But this is how you have to develop your your spiritual vocabulary, your religious vocabulary, your biblical vocabulary, you have to do it, you know, because you have to learn to read scripture, learn to take time and meditate on it. It's beautiful. I'm not perfect. Trust me, by any means, I'm not perfect. All right, let's move on. Psalm 85. Uh, and um, 
Well, this continues from 9, verse 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14. Um, well, I'm not too, exactly too sure why why they why they do that, but hey, I guess this is how they number it. They they kind of I think they kind of like uh, edit a little. They're obviously doing some editing. Psalm 85. Our God will come to save us. I will hear what God proclaims, the Lord, for he proclaims peace to his people. Near indeed is his salvation to those who fear him. Glory dwelling in our land. Our God will come to save us. Kindness and truth shall meet. Justice and peace shall kiss. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and justice shall look down from heaven. Our God will come to save us. The Lord himself will give, a, give his benefits. Our land shall yield its increase. Justice shall walk before him and salvation along the way of his steps. Our God will come to save us. Okay, one more time. Our God will come to save us. I will hear what God proclaims. The Lord, for he proclaims peace to his people. Near indeed is his salvation to those who fear him. Glory dwelling in our land. Our God will come to save us. Kindness and truth shall meet. Justice and peace shall kiss. Truth shall spring out of the earth. And justice shall look down from heaven. Our God will come to save us. The Lord himself will give his benefits. Our land shall yield its increase. Justice shall walk before him. And salvation along the way of his steps. Our God will come to save us. Amen. Alleluia, alleluia. Behold, the King will come, the Lord of the earth, and he himself will lift the yoke of our captivity. Alleluia, alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 5, verse 17 to 36. One day, as Jesus was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and were sitting there and the power of the Lord was with him for healing and some men brought on a stretcher a man who was paralyzed they were trying to bring him in and set him in his presence but not finding a way to bring him in because of the crowd they went up on the roof and lowered him on the stretcher through the tiles into the middle in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, As for you, your sins are forgiven. Then the scribes and the Pharisees began to ask themselves, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who but God alone can forgive sins? Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them in reply, What are you thinking in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the one who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your stretcher, and go home. He stood up immediately before them, picked up what he had been lying on, and went home, glorifying God. Then astonishment seized them all, and they glorified God and, st and struck with awe they said, we have seen incredible things today. The gospel of the Lord praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This, um, this was like the first kind of like public 
miracle, especially the fact that he, this happened most likely in uh, St. Peter's home, the tile, the roof being destroyed was most likely his. But the fact that they brought a man in, and it basically was four men in the gospel, other gospels like I think Mark and Matthew would say they were four men um, who the four men would have represented the, in my opinion, yes, the four corners of the earth, but also the four gospels that will bring the those who are suffering from sin to him. I mean, to, to Jesus, who else? And then uh, the fact that he would challenge by saying, your sins are forgiven, and the Pharisees are thinking, who in the world is this, this arrogant, uh, presumptuous individual, this, this ignorant Galilean, this carpenter, this rabbi? Who does he think he is? You can't forgive sins. No one can forgive sins but God alone. And Jesus read their hearts. He read their minds, and he, he made it quite clear to them. The Son of Man, the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. And the individual stood up, stood up on his own two feet. Who knows how long of his life, maybe his entire life, maybe he was born paralyzed. Maybe it was polio, who knows. But he got up, picked up his mat and started walking, which struck everybody with awe and wonder. And this is, this is, this is beautiful because we are all that paralyzed man. We are all crippled. When we commit sin, we're addicted to sin. When sin destroyed us, destroyed our family, destroyed our job, destroyed our, our friends, we are crippled with sin. Sin is all of us. And the worst ones are those who don't think they are sinners, but they are sinners. They want to believe that they're, well, I'm a good person. Doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter. You are a sinner. And don't say, I'm only human, because that's impossible. You are not only human. You are not made with, to be in sin. You were made to be glorified. You were made for perfection. That's the whole point of it. A lot of people now do that. They settle for less because they don't believe they can, They don't believe in good. And, they, and we're not just human good, but divine good, divine holiness, it's very, very um, uncomfortable. I mean, when you with the times that we live in, because temptation is everywhere. Temptation is everywhere. You know, it's sad, and it's um, it's very sad. Amazing. All right, we're gonna end it here. Uh, let's say a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.